Thank you for joining us online, on site. God needs to be uh, receive our glory and worship. Amen. Uh, today is a very special day because every Sunday is, I think, very special, right? And we have a guest speaker today, uh, Pastor Samuel Lee, who came for us, uh, I think, last month. He's going to speak for us today. So let us welcome Pastor uh, Reverend Samuel Lee. Thank you, Pastor Ken. Really uh, appreciate being with you guys today and being able to share God's word with you. Uh, I'm going to share with you a passage that's been on my heart a lot lately this uh, year in 2020. And it's a passage that's really familiar maybe to a lot of you, but hopefully we can uh, kind of look into it and see what God has to speak to us through this passage. So uh, we're going to look at Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28. So let's read that. And we know that in all things, God works for, those, for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So when we look at this passage, I think this is a passage that's really applicable for us uh, during the season of 2020. And I think that when we look at this passage, uh, we're going to kind of take it just piece by piece. So let's start with the beginning. This is something that we're supposed to know. This is not something we're supposed to just give assent to, but this is something that we biblically are supposed to know. So whenever we see the word no in the Bible, it's an experiential no. Okay, and the example that I always use is Adam knew Eve and they conceived, right? It's not just an intellectual knowing, it's an experiential knowing when you look in the Bible. So when we look at Romans 8.28 and it says that we know this, it's something that's supposed to be in our experience that we know this. It's not just supposed to be some kind of knowledge that we have from a textbook. It's not something that we can just quote and memorize. It's something that we live and we experience. When we see Romans 8.28 says, we know this, it's something that we believe in and we trust in. There's a famous illustration that the, they, Billy Graham used to use and different people like to use. It's an uh, example of uh, over Niagara Falls, there was this tightrope walker, right? So he was walking across this tightrope, right? And so if you're familiar with that story, uh, there's a tightrope walker and he, a large crowd kind of gathered to watch him like go over the falls. And so he's walking over the tightrope very slowly and it's taking him a really long time to go over the falls. And everybody's like amazed that he would do that. And they were like cheering him on saying, oh, well, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And so he goes and he makes it all the way across and then he reaches the crowd. And then the crowd is like cheering, you're amazing, you're the best in the world, and uh, you're phenomenal, and all these different things. And he said, I'm going to do this one more time, but this time I'm going to take a wheelbarrow with me. And I'm going to take this wheelbarrow and, ride, and go take it all the way back across uh, the tightrope. And then he asked the crowd, how many of you think I can do it? And they're all like, yes, you can do it, you're amazing. And they said, who wants to volunteer to come inside the wheelbarrow? And I think when we look at that example of that thing, going inside the weir barrel is really the knowing. It's the trusting. Do you believe that he's great? Do you believe that he can do it? Yes, he's awesome. He can do that. He can go across that thing. Are you going to go inside the wheelbarrow? And I think that's what God's asking us in Romans 8, 28. Do we believe God's good? Yeah, I believe God is good. Can he turn all things for good? Yeah, he can do that. Do I really believe that? 
Do I trust that? Does it make a difference in my life? Does it bring me peace amidst all of these things that are going on? When we look at the fruit that's coming out, we really see, do we really know this? This passage starts in Romans 8.28. We know this. We trust this. What is it that we know? What is it that we trust? That in all things, God works for the good. Okay, when you look at this next passage, it talks about in all things. What is the all things that Paul is talking about in Romans 8.28? Well, in general, when you see the word all in the Bible, it's usually all, everything. Okay, but in this particular passage, I don't think so. I don't think that's what Paul is talking about. There's a specific all he's talking about. And what do I mean by that? Well, if he says, in all things, God's going to work for the good, he's talking about only bad things, only negative things. If they're already good, then what does God have to turn to good? He's talking about all negative circumstances. You know that in all negative circumstances, all of the things that are not working for our good, he works in those things for our good. In the all things in this passage, we need to recognize that he is working in those negative things for our good. Why is that important? Well, I think there's several things that we can see if that's true. If we really know this and believe this, then we see that what? Then God is bigger than our negative circumstances. If he can use these things for our good purposes, you know that God is bigger than those things. All the negative things that have been happening in 2020, God's bigger than that. God's bigger than the coronavirus. He's bigger than the pandemic. He's bigger than the things that are happening globally around the world. He's bigger than all of these things. If he can work in those things and cause it to be our good, he's not controlled by them. We also know that if we, he can use those things for our good, then those things don't determine our circumstance. They don't determine our life. When we look at the negative circumstances that God is using for good, that's telling me that those negative circumstances don't tell the end of the story. This is not the determination of who we are and what we're going to be and how we're going to live. When God works in those things, what do we know? That means he's not necessarily going to take those things away. Look at the passage. It says, we know that in all things, God works for the good. It's in those things that he's working. So if we're praying that God takes it away, we're taking away the vehicle that he wants to use to take us to our good. God is going to work in those things. So when we look at that, it's oftentimes we pray, pray, Lord, take me out of this situation. Take me out of this difficult. Take me out of this hardship. When we're praying that, what we're actually praying is, I'm praying, God, that you take away this thing, but God wants to use it for our good. So when we look at this, we have to understand that we have to be able to see circumstances the way that God does. And sometimes we need to change how we're viewing things. We need to change how we pray. We need to change how we're experiencing these different things. We have to be able to see things the way that God does. So when we look at this passage as seeing that in all things God works for the good, we have to believe that this is true. And if it's true, if this is true, then we know what? Then everything is either good or in the process of becoming good. If this passage is true, then everything is either good or in the process of becoming good. This is God's nature. He is good. He is causing all those things. We also know if things are not good, then that's not the end. If this passage is true, if things are not good, 
we know it's not the end yet. This is not the end of the story. What's happening in 2020, I think, is just the beginning. This is not the end. This story is going to keep continuing. So when we look at this passage, it says that we know this. We know that in all things, God works for the good. And I think that when we look at 2020, that it's something that we have to be intentional about to think think about. And we have to be intentional about believing this passage because if you just look at the outward circumstances, there's so much that's not good. There's so much that's not going well. There's so many negative things that are happening. And I try to not look at the news too much because I get so depressed because it's constantly filled with fear and constantly filled with negative things that are going on and negative things that people are saying and the way that they're reacting. There's a lot of things that are not good. But if we really believe this passage that we have to be able to see God's intention and in working through this, that he's still over those things. And so when we look at things like, I remember listening to Greg Laurie. If you're familiar with him, he's a pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship down in Riverside. And he has one of the, you know, the largest churches in the United States, 15,000, okay, 15,000 people. And he holds like the Harvest Crusades and different things like that. I remember him sharing early on when the pandemic hit and all the in-person things were shut down. And then they had to start broadcasting their service like we're doing right now, uh, online. And I remember him sharing that they were looking at all the statistics of how many people were tuning in. And again, he has a large church, like 15,000 people. So on average, I don't know what the Sunday would be, 10,000, 12,000, 15,000 people on an average Sunday. And then I looked at, he looked at the statistics and the people who view the live stream, one million. One million. Does that happen in other situations that are not in this environment? It doesn't happen. This happens because of Romans 8.28. It happens because even in the negative circumstances, the circumstances are not good. That's not what we're believing in. But in the midst of those, God works it for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. We see that those kind of things are happening. I'm experiencing that at my church, the where we're at too, that we are reaching many, many more people than we did before. People that don't live within driving distance of our church. People that would never come to our church or never get to hear from the word of God from our church or worship together with us. That's happening now. That's happening on big things, global things all around the world. It's happening in little things too. I remember uh, my wife and I were talking, and my wife is a very kind of clean freak. She's like really like afraid of germs, doesn't like germs. And so she actually really likes it right now because everything's so clean. Everything is like clean all the time. Everyone's cleaning in the restaurant. She's like, this is the way it's supposed to be all the time. It's supposed to be like this, where everybody's washing their hands, everybody's cleaning, everybody's wiping things out. This is the way it's supposed to be. You know, and it's interesting because I was, I was reading a, an article and, uh, okay, don't be grossed out by this, especially the ladies, but I read an article where they did this research study that 62% uh, of men don't wash their hand after they go to the bathroom. Okay, 62% of men don't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom, okay? And I know this is true because whenever I go out, I see this all the time. I see men going to the bathroom, whether, regardless of what they're doing there, they don't wash their, they just go right out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so disgusting. Past nine months, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Everybody is washing their hands. 
this is the way it's supposed to be all the time. You know, and I feel like God is working in these circumstances to make things and to reset things back to the way it's supposed to be. I had mentioned it last time when I had spoken too. I believe that God's, that's what God's doing with the church. He's trying to reset things the way it's supposed to be. And he's using these things, using the negative circumstances to realign us, to get us back to what we really should be valuing, what's really important in our lives. He's resetting things. He's doing Romans 8.28. In the midst of negative things, he's causing those things for our good. This is happening with me. During this time, I started a YouTube channel, you know, and it's really something that I never thought I would ever do, ever, right? You could ask my kids, the probability is zero that my dad would do that, zero, right? I have no, if there's something less than zero, that would be me starting a YouTube channel. I started a YouTube channel because of the things that are happening right now. Because I've started to see uh, how God can use this vehicle and these mediums to expand his reach and expand his impact of God in the world and in his kingdom, I started to do this. I said, this is something that got very uncomfortable for me. But God used the negative things to spur something for the good. This is what we need to know and to believe and to trust in. These are the things that we see in Romans 8.28, that God is at work. Okay, so the last thing you need to know for the first half of the verse is that God is the one that's going to do it. You don't have to do it. It says God is at work in those things to make those things cause for our good. It's not us. God is going to take care of those things. It's not our responsibility. What's our part then? Let's look at the second half of the verse. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who are love him and have been called according to his purpose. Okay, our part is to focus in on loving God and being called according to his purpose. What is God's purpose right now? What is he doing? If we're not seeking after that, we can't experience Romans 8.28 because this is the light in which he's working all things for the good. It's for those that love him and that are called according to his purpose, that are thinking and asking about God is like, what's happening right now? What are you doing in the world? What are you doing in my life? What are you doing in my family? What are you doing during this time? If we're not asking those kind of questions, you cannot see what Romans 8.28 is doing. You cannot see how he's working for those good because he's working for our good, for those that are, love him and are called according to his purpose. Our purpose, our part during this time, is to focus in on what God is doing. He's going to handle the negative circumstances. Our question, our position is, what is he supposed to, what is he trying to produce? What is he trying to produce? And I think for us, this is really important. It reminds me of another verse in Romans. So in Romans, um, 1221. Let's take a look at that. It's really parallel to this. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The first half of that is what God is in charge of. It says, do not be overcome by evil. Do not be overcome by all the evil things that are happening right now. Do not be overcome by all the, the tragedy that's coming right now, all the negative circumstances. Do not be overcome by that because God is in control of that. What is our part? Is that we overcome evil 
with good. We don't overcome evil by battling the evil. Notice what the passage says. It says we do not overcome the evil by trying to attack the evil, by engaging the... We overcome by doing good, by not letting the negative things determine who we are and what we're going to do, but not letting those things limit what we feel like God can do. It's focusing in on what is possible. What can God do? And when we look at this, I think this is very helpful for me in getting a picture of what God is doing. If we're supposed to be focusing on his purposes, I think that this is a picture that he gave me. So I was praying one day, and he gave me this image of what was happening in 2020. And in this image, it's, it's kind of like what we're experiencing right now with the, the, the lockdowns that are happening again and the rise that's happening again. You feel like it's one step forward and not two steps back, but like 20 steps back, right? That's the way it feels like, right? One step forward, 20 steps back. And that's the feeling that I have. It's feeling like we keep going back and back and back and back and we're not going forward. And when I was praying to God about that and talking to him about that, he, he gave me the picture of this, of a slingshot. He gave me the picture of a slingshot and he's saying, this is what I'm doing right now. He's pulling back the slingshot right now. And when, you're, when he's pulling it back, what is happening? You're going backwards, right? You're going backwards. When he pulls the bow back, you're going backwards. But it's for a purpose. Because he's going to launch us. And I think this is what's awaiting for us in 2021, is he wants to launch the church. This is what's happening. This picture is what's happening in 2020. This picture is what's happening is that we feel like we're going backwards, but in Romans 8, 28, we, don't, we realize that that's not true. What's really happening is that he's preparing us to launch. He's preparing us to step in. You might be experiencing the pulling back right now in your own life, whether it's things happening in your circumstances, whether it's things happening internally, and a lot of people are struggling emotionally. A lot of people are going through depression and anxiety and, and different things that they're feeling. You could be feeling the pulling back. But this is where we need to see and believe in Romans 8.28. What's the purpose behind this? What is God doing this? He's preparing us. But we need to be able to see his hand and to be able to believe that it's true, that God wants to release this in 2021. So as we close right now, I want us to just uh, to pray for us and for us to be able to have our spiritual eyes to be able to see and to witness what God's doing. So let's pray. Father, we want to invite you to come and to, to really show your hand and miss the things that we're going through. And some of us are going through difficult times. And it's not something that we feel like we have to ignore. We want to recognize it, but we want to be able to see you in the midst of it. So I pray, Father, that you would show your face Show your hand at work amidst the negative things that are going on in our life, in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. And I pray that we would see you're bigger than that. That God is still on his throne. 
that God still rules and reigns, that God has good intentions for us, that God has good purposes for us, that God has something that he's preparing us for. And just like the pulling back of the slingshot, even if we feel the tension that we feel and the pulling back that we feel, I pray that we would have faith with the intention that you're going to let go and release us. And the farther you pull us back, the farther we're going to launch forward. So I pray that in faith that we'd be able to see that, we'd be able to believe that, we'd be able to experience that, that you want to release us. You want to launch us. You want to reposition us so that we can experience more of you and make a bigger difference with you in the kingdom. So thanks, Lord. Thanks that you make it all things possible. Thank you for Romans 8.28. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.